Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Windows, visit windownation.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Travel. 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Mainly clear here this evening and overnight with clouds on the increase tomorrow. Temperatures will be starting out on Friday, about 27 to 32 degrees. We'll top out in the upper 40s to lower 50s across the area. We're tracking rain starting between 5 and 7 p.m. tomorrow. Could be heavy at times. Flood watch up for portions of the area. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Springfield at 45, some parts of the area down to 27 degrees. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, breaking news. The U.S. and allies have launched retaliatory strikes against multiple Houthi targets in Yemen. We'll get an update from CBS News in just seconds, and then analysis from the Foundation for Defense of Democracies at 915. Could a local handgun licensing law be coming back after being struck down late last year? We'll tell you about a new legal effort. A top Maryland elections board member resigns after being arrested on charges tied to January 6th. I'm Kate Ryan. Could the Alexandria Arena deal be tied to more Metro funding? Show me a plan that works. I'm Nick Ainelli. Asian Pacific markets lower to 9 This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who monitored it from the hospital, says U.S. and U.K. airstrikes have targeted Houthi radar and missile capabilities. This after attacks by the militants on Red Sea shipping vessels. CBS's David Martin at the Pentagon. The intent here was obviously to uh, carry out uh, pinpoint strikes against a number of targets inside Yemen. Uh, It is the early morning hours in Yemen, uh, and the purpose of that is to uh, keep civilian casualties to a minimum. At the White House, CBS's Nancy Cordes. This marks the first time the U.S. has fired on Yemen since the Israel-Hamas war began in October. And since that time, Houthis have carried out 27 attacks. Hunter Biden is arraigned in Los Angeles on federal tax charges. CBS's Erica Brown. Hunter Biden appeared very relaxed and calm. He was speaking to his attorneys frequently before the hearing was underway. During the hearing, he was attentive. He was taking notes. Uh, When the district judge, Mark Scarcey, asked him if he was aware of his rights, he said yes. When he asked him if he was aware of the charges against him, he said yes. When asked to enter his, his plea, Hunter Biden stood up and said not guilty. Donald Trump attempted to get the last word in as his company's New York civil trial came to a close. The uh, judge cut him off when he called the proceedings a fraud against him. CBS's Robert Costa. With just days before the Iowa caucuses, Trump says his legal challenges here in New York and elsewhere are now part of the campaign trail. Are you planning to show up in court? Yeah, I want to go to all of my trials. Thursday saw the closing arguments over the extent of fraud in the New York civil case. Judge Arthur Nguren, who has already concluded Trump and his two sons have defrauded banks and companies by inflating assets, is now weighing the scope of penalties. A U.S. official tells CBS News that Texas officials have abruptly blocked federal Border Patrol agents from entering a public area in the border town of Eagle Pass, where they typically first encounter migrants who cross the Rio Grande illegally. A deep freeze is expected in Texas, and people are stocking up on supplies. Gary Hicks manages a low store in Austin. That first time taught me not to let us run out of these products because we ran out of everything. 
The South is on alert for possible tornadoes, and the upper Midwest is in for more snow. Over 600,000 Ram pickups with diesel engines are going to get interesting recall notices. WWJ's Jeff Gilbert. The 2013 through 19 model year pickups have defeat devices that cause them to pass emission tests when they shouldn't. The recall is part of a nearly $2 billion settlement that engine maker Cummins worked out with the government. Dealers will reprogram the vehicle software. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 9.03 on this Thursday evening, January 11th, 2024 in Springfield. It's 45 degrees, but we could be headed down to below freezing later. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. Some additional gun control could return to Maryland. The 4th U.S. US Circuit Court of Appeals has granted the state's petition for the full court to consider Maryland's handgun licensing law. That measure was thrown out back in November by a three-judge panel which ruled Maryland's law requiring most residents to get a license before getting a handgun was unconstitutional. The Westmore administration requested the hearing for the full court's review last month. Governor Moore is out with a statement saying he welcomes the decision. He adds, in his words, common-sense gun laws are vital to his commitment to keep guns out of the wrong hands and save lives. A Maryland State Board of Elections official faces charges tied to January 6th, 2021, including urging police to join us after breaching barricades at the Capitol that day. WTOP's Kate Ryan has our story. 52-year-old Carlos Ayala of Salisbury, a member of the Maryland State Board of Elections, resigned after his arrest on charges tied to the rioting at the U.S. Capitol January 6th, including one felony count. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Ayala breached the barricades and was seen with a flag that said, We the People and Defend, and featured an image of an M16-style rifle. That same flag was seen on security video from inside the Capitol, poking through a window, jabbing at a Capitol Police officer. In March, he stood before a Maryland committee to accept the nomination to the State Board of Elections. At that time, he told the committee, Ensuring that people have fair and uh, equal access to the polls, um, super important. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. With Virginia state lawmakers now hard at work in Richmond, Governor Glenn Youngkin is working to drum up support for the construction of that new arena for the Capitals and Wizards in Alexandria. The governor tells WTOP's Nick Ionelli negotiations include concerns about transportation in that area. For those worried about traffic congestion and transportation issues associated with an Alexandria arena, Governor Yunkin says... We can work through a world-class transportation plan for the area, and we're committed to do so. Democratic state leaders have told Governor Yunkin, a Republican, that they'd want additional funding for Metro tied to the arena deal. Yunkin tells WTOP he is open to that, but with certain conditions. The Metro has a real problem right now. They've got service levels that are mismatched. They've got overhead levels that far exceed any of their benchmarks. The businessman in me just says, show me a plan that works. And then we'll work on how to fund that plan. And I'm committed to do that. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Howard County man gets two years in prison for threats made toward members of the LGBTQ plus community, along with lawmakers in both Maryland and Virginia who support the transgender community. 34-year-old Adam Natena of West Friendship pleaded guilty in August to making threats. As part of his plea deal, Natena also agreed that his offense qualifies as a hate crime. 
He was charged last year with leaving a threatening voicemail at the D.C. office of the Human Rights Campaign, the largest LGBTQ plus civil rights group in the United States. Natina threatened to slaughter the LGBTQ community. It's 9.06, an arrest now in a string of armed robberies of taxi drivers in our region. The details from WTOP's Neil Augenstein. It happened six times in the past week in Prince George's County. A man would call an independent taxi driver and request a ride. Once in the car, he'd display a gun and demand money. In one case, he forced the cabbie to drive to an ATM to take out more money. Now, Prince George's County police have arrested 24-year-old Francisco Chavez Ramirez, They say he had a replica gun that was identical to the one displayed in the cabs. Police say he's admitted to all of the armed robberies. They think there may be more victims who haven't yet reported being robbed. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. A big hospital system in our region is putting mask mandates back in place. Johns Hopkins Medicine says effective tomorrow, masks will be required for all patients, visitors, and employees at all its locations in Maryland. Hopkins says it's putting the mask requirement back in place after a spike in respiratory illnesses, COVID and the flu in the state. The hospital says at the same time, vaccination rates for many of us are low for the flu, RSV, and COVID. Only about two out of ten people got the COVID shot. The mask requirement goes into effect tomorrow at Suburban Hospital in Bethesda, Howard County General as well as the Hopkins Hospitals in Baltimore. We're now learning what that mysterious illness was that temporarily shut down the Prince George's County Animal Shelter. The county says many dogs at the shelter came down with a bacterial virus known as Strepzo. It's highly contagious. It can be deadly for dogs if not caught early. It's normally found in horses, cattle, and pigs. It can cause severe pneumonia in dogs. The outbreak forced the animal shelter to shut its doors last week and quarantine all of the animals there. It will remain closed until further notice. Good to have you here tonight on WTOP at 908. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, going to Bob in the traffic center. 50 eastbound in Maryland out to the Bay Bridge is slow because of the work pattern out there tonight. They're down to a single lane in each direction using the westbound span. The eastbound span is closed for maintenance, so a little slow getting by single file at the Bay Bridge headed toward the eastern shore. Eastbound 100 down to a single lane again tonight after Arundel Mills, and that because of road work. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway doing all right, and 270 is without delay. 15 northbound at Rosemont, brief slowdowns. The crash at Rosemont is on the shoulder now. And in Virginia on 395 and 95, all is quiet as far south as Fredericksburg. They are starting to set up road work, though, on 66, both ways, uh, just west of the Roslyn Tunnel, getting by single file in each direction. Eastbound, you get by to the right. Westbound, you get by single file to the left. And west of the Beltway, all travel lanes are open in the district. On 695, 395, and 295, all is quiet. WTOP Traffic Center is furnished by Regency Furniture. Celebrate Regency's 34th anniversary with savings up to 34% off furniture for every room. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looked so good. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Straight ahead on WTOP, do you shop at CVS drugstores within Target stores? Those are going away now. First, though, let's check in with 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. 
dry here this evening, but this time tomorrow we'll be tracking potentially some moderate to heavy rainfall. We do have a flood watch that'll go up for Friday after 6 p.m. and stay up until 6 a.m. Saturday. Again, one inch of rainfall possible. Our temperatures here this evening dropping down through the 30s by morning, 20s in many locations, and highs on Friday in the lower 50s across the area. In fact, even Friday night is going to be pretty mild with temperatures falling on Saturday, falling from the 50s into the 40s, feeling like we're in the 30s late. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Tonight at Tyson's 41, Waldorf 39, LaFont Plaza 46 degrees, and dropping to the upper 20s. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour with Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Dozens of CVS pharmacies inside Target stores will close by April as the drugstore chain deals with rising costs in the pharmacy business. No word on the exact count. CVS has about 1,800 pharmacies in Target stores. Google is laying off hundreds of people from its digital assistant, hardware, and engineering teams. It's the latest technology company to shed workers this year. A worse-than-expected reading on December retail inflation sends stocks lower, but the market recovered by the close, ending mixed. Dow Industrials rose 15, the S&P 500 slipped 3, the Nasdaq added less than a point. Bitcoin topped $49,000 for the first time in over two years before settling back as the first Bitcoin exchange-traded funds made their debut. More than $4.6 billion changed hands in the first day of trading for the ETFs. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Asia-Pacific markets are mixed tonight. Tokyo stocks up more than 1%. South Korea's cost be down a little. Australia down a little as well. Still to come on WTOP, we're bringing you the latest on our breaking news as both the U.S. and U.K. have launched strikes on Houthi militants in Yemen. Those militants have been attacking shipping lanes and almost 30 ships in recent months ever since the start of the Israel-Hamas war. Analysis live coming next on WTOP. This is George Wallace, and when it comes to the NFL playoffs, you've got to win one game at a time. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel... One game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. In the playoffs, I like to mess with any time touchdown scorers, plus over-under passing yards. And right now, every day there's an NFL playoff game, FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com slash GW if you don't already have an account. Must be 21 and older and present in Virginia. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Still ahead on WTOP, getting ready for D.C. Restaurant Week. And hand-in-hand with that, better work-life balance. Stay with us a while on WTOP. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. Now 914, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks for being with us. Breaking news on WTOP. The United States, the U.K., and allies have launched retaliatory strikes against several Houthi targets in Yemen. The strikes follow months of attacks from the Houthis on commercial shipping in the Red Sea. The militia say that their actions are in retaliation for Israel's war in Gaza. President Biden says the U.S. and its allies will not tolerate the militant group's ceaseless attacks on the Red Sea, which has had quite a profound effect on the shipping lanes there and on international commerce. Joining us live with some analysis on this developing situation, Bechnam Ben Talablu, senior fellow at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Welcome back, uh, Bechnam. Tell us uh, your initial thoughts when you heard the news. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you. And uh, indeed, my first reaction was that it's about time. It's about time that the U.S., U.K., and other members of this recently created international maritime security construct uh, in the Red Sea kinetically responded. Um, It's a positive sign, uh, but indeed, there are shortcomings to the way that the U.S. has begun to frame this. Uh, Of course, the fact that it was seen as merely in self-defense and after 24, 25, or 26 strikes, on unarmed international civilian cargo vessels transiting the Red Sea, that does send a bit of a permissive message. If we look at what uh, Secretary of Defense uh, Austin, I believe, uh, has put out to date on this attack, it was designed to uh, hinder and degrade uh, rather than destroy all of the Houthi cruise missile, ballistic missile and drone capabilities. So given reports that we're seeing on social media now that the Houthis have returned fire, uh, I certainly think that the Houthis have the capability and intent to continue to harass vessels and continue to carry out the fight. So mm-hmm. in short, it looks like the U.S. is transposing its self-defense pinprick strategy we see in Syria and Iraq, finally now uh, into Yemen. The question is, is it too little, too late? Well, would something much more muscular, much more powerful draw the United States perhaps into d- direct confrontation with Iran, something that it doesn't want to do? Well, I think the entire purpose of Iran's proxy strategy is to prevent a conflict from coming onto its own territory. Uh, In this sense, there's a way to signal resolve against the Iranians without ever actually having to engage them. Uh, For instance, we know that there are reports of a, quote-unquote, Iranian spy ship, an IRGC spy ship, masquerading as a cargo civilian vessel near the Strait of Hormuz that since December, independent press reports have been saying are reportedly providing the Houthis with targeting data. Uh, In my view, that ship should not be existing. More recently, of course, there was an Iranian uh, frigate that they call a destroyer that was attempting to transit the Red Sea. There is no reason why the patron of the Houthis should be able to have freedom of navigation in the Red Sea when uh, international commercial vessels do not have freedom of navigation in the Red Sea. So there are moves one can take away from Iranian territory to signal resolve and to to actually prove to both the patron and the proxy uh, that continuation of this game will not yield dividends. 
would you be surprised at all if this did work, that the the pinprick strategy did at least uh, knock the Houthi rebels back on their heels a bit? I would be surprised based on, you know, battle damage assessments that are likely to come tomorrow or the next few days or based on what the Houthis have the capability and intent to continue firing. I indeed would be surprised if the Houthis cease altogether their maritime harassment strategy. Let's not forget, the Islamic Republic activated the Houthis on October 19th, two days after it activated the, the Shia militias in Iraq and Syria with a specific purpose. That was to attack Israel. Once all of the munitions they had fired towards Israel were intercepted, the Houthis and the Iranians settled for low-hanging fruit, which is undefended civilian cargo. So they have a military tool they're putting towards a political strategy, which is harass vessels, raise insurance premiums, diminish the trade, raise oil prices, spook markets in the hopes of spooking politics so that America can be spooked to put the stop on Israel's war. So this is the overall framework, and I don't see that changing at all with this strategy. Thanks for the update. We'll talk again soon, I'm sure. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bechnam Ben Talablu, Senior Fellow at the Foundation for Defense of Democracy. We indeed were discussing the breaking news with Bechnam. The U.S. and British militaries have launched retaliatory strikes against multiple Houthi targets in Yemen tonight. And new this evening, Hunter Biden pleads not guilty to tax charges in a Los Angeles court. And are we any closer to a partial government shutdown or maybe a little resolution to that? WTOP's Mitchell Miller watches closely from Capitol Hill. Keep it here for full details. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, and Bob Imler in the traffic center. Around the Beltway in Maryland and in Virginia, all is quiet tonight. Frederick had the crash northbound on 15 at Rosemont, now out of the roadway, and 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each without delay between the Beltways. Oh, 270, by the way, is also pretty quiet. And eastbound 100, brief slowdown through the work zone now as you get by single file after Arundel Mills. But there's still a bit of a slowdown on 50 east out to the Bay Bridge. You're getting by one lane in each direction using the westbound span as the eastbound span is closed for tonight's maintenance. In Virginia, on 66, they are working in both directions. Westbound after the Roslyn Tunnel, single left lane gets by. Eastbound, you get by single file to the right. And west of the Beltway, you are good to go on 66 and 395 and 95 each running, well, as far south as Fredericksburg and, in fact, even beyond. The Washington, D.C. Auto Show returns to the Washington Convention Center January 19th through the 28th. Tickets at WashingtonAutoShow.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Next we go live to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. And as much as we'd love to, like, cruise right through to the weekend, uh, it seems we have a little trouble tomorrow. Yes, we do. It's going to be a little bump, and it's going to come late in the day. So for a lot of uh, outdoor events or errands or whatever you have to do tomorrow, uh, it'll it, it'll it'll be a a problem, but only late in the day. So you've got a lot of dry hours throughout the day on Friday. Right now we've got temperatures that are uh, in the 40s. They'll continue to drop down into the upper 20s to lower 30s by early tomorrow morning. High temperature will be reached very late in the day, probably around midnight or so. Temperatures will be rising for the afternoon and even the evening. So for the afternoon, upper 40s. For the evening, lower 50s as the rain develops. We'll start out with partly sunny skies. We'll turn mostly cloudy, then overcast with that rain coming in between 5 and 7 p.m., probably moving out just after midnight. Rainfall amounts could be around one inch, but because of the saturated grounds, the last storm system, third wettest January here on record now in 153 years, uh, there is a chance with that soggy ground that we could see some isolated flooding around the area with that uh, intra 
of rain we're predicting. It's out of here by Saturday morning, falling temperatures and still pretty gusty. So we're keeping a wind alert up for Saturday. Uh, know that it's going to feel much colder on Sunday. Wind chills, too, in the 20s to lower 30s across the area. And pretty cold, too, for any of the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday events taking place. Highs in the 30s. Right now, Rockville, Maryland, coming in at 45 degrees. Leesburg, Virginia, at 47. The district now at 45. Okay, thank you, Veronica. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Getting ready for D.C. Restaurant Week. Trying to improve our work-life balance, some of us. And a little later in the hour, who tuned in? How, how many more people tuned in to either last night's debate between Nikki Haley and uh, the uh, Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, or Donald Trump's town hall over on Fox News? Which one got the higher ratings? It's all ahead on WTOP. Jackson Hewitt has a plan to get your tax refund fast. With a buck, buck here, a buck, buck there. Here, buck, there, buck, everywhere, buck, buck. You don't have to wait weeks for your tax refund. Get money sooner with a no-fee refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt. On this loan, there's a money today guarantee. E-I-E-I-D-O. Don't settle for chicken feed. Get fast bucks at Jackson Hewitt today. No-fee refund advance loans by Republic Bank offer to eligible clients. Money today guarantee if approved for a loan on a prepaid card. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. This is WTOP News. It's 923. Looking at campaign 2024 now, speculation swirls about whether former Maryland Republican Governor Larry Hogan is preparing for a presidential run after he stepped away from the No Labels Board last month. Hogan's resignation letter was dated December 15th. It doesn't provide any details on why he left the third-party label. The moderate Republican has long fueled rumors of a potential 24 presidential campaign with no labels. That group continues to pledge to put out a unity ticket that includes a Democrat and a Republican. 923. D.C.'s restaurant scene is on full display this coming week. Winter Restaurant Week gets underway Monday in the district with a variety of menu options for everyone. A dining experience at a discounted price. There's a different price point for every consumer, for every diner, whether it's lunch or dinner. We've just expanded it to allow for more participation. 300 D.C. restaurants will show off its culinary cuisine by offering multi-course lunches at $25 per person. Or you can grab a bite for dinner. That will cost you 40 to $55 per person. Sean Townsend is the president and CEO of the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington. He says it's all about getting folks to go out and try something new in the district. I think the draw is for most consumers to figure out what new restaurants that you want to take advantage of and try to make a reservation. Sandra Jones, WTOP News. And as we were reporting just a little earlier tonight, there's D.C.'s Restaurant Week. And then just as that's winding down, both Alexandria and Falls Church will have restaurant weeks. So you can really go through most of the month of January and try uh, different restaurants at pretty good prices. So what would do better for your work-life balance? Would you give up some money for a better quality of life? Working According to a new survey by Ford Motor Company, 52% of people with jobs would be willing to take a 20% pay cut for a better work-life balance. When they broke it down by age, millennials were most willing to earn less, followed by Gen Z and then the baby boomers. The latest findings show a significant shift in valuing time over money. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. 
Sports at 25 and 55. 925 and Steve Dresden. And Dimitri will start with college basketball from College Park. It was a tale of two different halves for the Terps as they hosted Juwan Howard in Michigan. With a recap of tonight's game, here's WTOP Sports Director George Wallace. Well, 